In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, make marriage great again. Yeah, they ask me where I learned to do this. Self-taught, checking things off my to-do list. Treat my temper like my family, I ain't trying to lose it. Say a little, do a lot. No excuses. Ay, ay, ay. I got no excuses. Yeah, I got no excuses. Woo. I got no excuses. Yeah, I got no. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q, in the Moran family studio with my favorite human being, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, what's up? Hi, oh, baby. How you doing, baby? I'm all good. Looking good. Hey, I love that. Uh, I love that hoodie you got on over there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Some cool dude made you that hoodie. Probably so. Not probably so. It's definitive. Anyway. You didn't make it. You designed it. Someone else made it. Fair point. With that being said, it's time. Look, listen, feel. Feel for what? A lot of these episodes that we have, it seems the ones that get the most downloads are the ones that are helping you fix your marriage. Is that a bad thing? I'm not sure. Uh, But what I want to do is take some time to encourage you in this particular episode. It's important that it's like, hey, remember, marriage is fun. It's awesome. Sometimes it sucks. But it's fun. And it's awesome. And we want to help you remember that. That's why we're calling this Make Marriage Great Again. It's probably already great. You might just be focused on the wrong aspects. So with that being said, I want to talk to you. Um, I want to talk to you about. Do you ever just take time to sit back and look, dude? I understand. I'm not. You're not. You can't take my man card. I'm not going to take your man card. But do you ever sit back and just think about the great things in your relationship, or do you allow the frustrations to dictate your attitude in your relationship? I'm going to tell you. I'm guilty of both. Flat out. I'm guilty of both. Uh, and Jeannie is not without sin in her own mind. Now I probably she, have more than you do. The only reason I'm smiling is because I'm thinking of when your dinner's not cooked and you're really hungry that day. That's usually when you're... I tend to get butthurt about I that. Know. I can't figure it out. I can't. And it's uh, it's really odd because... We it's can like, turn your whole day in a second. And I'm I'm working on that, and it's not like, you're the woman... Cook my dinner. Get it done. No, it's more like I'm starving hungry. I haven't eaten in about 36 hours. Where's my food? It's more like this. <laughs> I'll clear the record up. It's more like, why didn't anybody think about me? How come nobody thought about me? I'm out I'm out working hard. I'm out trying to provide for this family. And I was an afterthought. Nobody thought about me. Now, that's not true. No. But it feels that way. Mm-hmm. And that's like what I'm combating. You know, it's, and even today when the whole mistake was made with my food, I come up here and it's like, wah, 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 quitsy, you know, just kind of making fun of myself. It's like, get over it, dude. It's not a big deal. It's I'm guilty really not. though, too. I mean, I'll sleep in on a Saturday and when Hunter and Kiki are downstairs, I'll come down 10, 11 o'clock. Did anybody feed them? No. Why? 
But we thought you were going to do it. I, I, I slept in because it's Saturday. So y'all could pick up the slack and I could sleep in. Does the same thing to me. It, it pisses me off a little bit. But the thing is, though, is that the for the majority of the time, it all goes right. Mm-hmm. But it's those few times where it's like, you know, just exactly. get whiny. And so I say all that to say. Stop focusing on the whining. Are, do, you, are, do you, are you so, ah, let me say this really harshly. Are you so weak as a dude that you allow circumstances to dictate your attitude towards the people you love the most. Why do I say are you so weak? Because part of being a man is is being mentally tough. It doesn't mean we don't have emotions. But we don't we don't react like lunatics. That's not what being a man is about. You want to be as calculated as possible. You want to respond to situations, but you don't want to take negative things out on your family. Maybe sometimes it's justified for you to kind of, you know, lose it a little bit. Go Jerry Maguire. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes we, I, I don't think, I know sometimes we focus too much on what's wrong instead of having gratitude for what's right. And uh, I used to work, I used to work for this guy that, um, pretty smart guy, even though, Everybody doesn't agree. But he would say, hey, surround yourself with people that are strong where you're weak. And then look at where you're strong and just keep getting stronger there. Get better there. And I look at that and I go, I don't want us to I don't want us to live in la la land where we don't understand there is a reality of things in our marriage that we need to improve. Are you intentional about taking time to focus on the things you're grateful for? Jeannie, do you do that? I do. I have to. Um, It's, especially in this last probably six or seven months, it's been um, something that I have to do because there have been a lot of things that have come up. And if I don't give myself time to say, I'm thankful for this or, you know what, this is kind of a crappy situation, but it could be X, Y, Z. I I have to do that so that I don't allow the circumstances to put me back with, um, it's different for me because with our situation, um, I'm by myself now a lot. Um, you know, the kids are here, but all of my friends, my family, they're not. And so, um, you have as much family as I do in the state. Yes and no. I'm not as close to them as you are yet. We're getting there, but we're not. Um, but I don't have... You have people you work with, and you have guys that you talk to mm-hmm. that are um, an all-the-time thing. Not just work, but like Shane is a go-to at any given moment, good, bad, stupid, funny, whatever it is, Shane is a number one dial. I have two of those, and right now both of them are going through their own crap. So we're kind of a hit and miss right now. Um, so I have to put it on myself 
to remind myself, you know what? Okay, so money's tight this month and you and I are arguing about it and I'm getting frustrated and you're getting frustrated, but we have a house. We have food on the table. The kids are all doing good. We haven't gone under. We just did some stupid stuff. So I'm grateful that we haven't lost a house. We haven't lost a car. We haven't had any, I mean, we've been here for seven months and we have had zero seizure activity. We've had zero medical problems, zero, Mm -hmm. all these things that used to hold us back in California, all those things that I used to be scared to death of, I'm now in a place where I can say, no, we don't have that anymore. We don't have that anymore. And I can I can refocus what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because I know you and I talk about a lot, but you do need you do need somebody you need friends. Like ladies, you need other ladies that you can confide in. Not like your mother or your aunt or, you know, who whoever. I don't know. Sometimes your sister mm-hmm. can work. But you need um other ladies outside of, uh, you know, outside of your immediate family so that you can just talk about some of the things that frustrate you or just have a sounding board. Um, I just need, I honestly, I need people who are like-minded and have the same interests, you know, um, writing or being an author is lonely because you're in your own world with your, um, characters and your creations, which is great, but they're not real people. And it's really easy to get sucked into that life. Yeah. And when you get in real social situations, you, you don't know how to behave. I'm always, always on my toes when we go out somewhere because I don't know people. I don't know how to respond. I'm, I am one of those people that, um, I come off different sometimes to people because I don't mean to be um, harsh, but I can be not intentional. It just happens. But I think you need those people who are like-minded and who understand your frustrations so they can help you be grateful with what you're going or what you have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, 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 you know, I kind of took inventory of the people that I had in my life and, uh, I want a group of guys in my life that are ahead of me and will challenge me to stretch. Mm-hmm. And I want a group of guys in my life that are like colleagues, if you will, parallels, so that we can still discuss things. And uh, they're people I trust. And then I also want guys in my life that I can mentor up. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of taking care of the three levels. Um, but as far as it goes, you know, I do have a very short list of guys that I can talk to, think, you know, talk about, especially with some of these things lately that have been going on. Um, but I, like you, also take the time to think about the things I'm grateful for. And I make it a practice. Um, I like to do. I like to do this in the morning, um, when it's just, you know, me awake. Uh, sometimes the schedule doesn't permit, so I have to do it in the shower. But it's about 
being um, having an attitude of gratitude and doing it on purpose. And then there are times where when I'm traveling, I think about my family and I think about how well you take care of me, like how well uh, you intentionally do things to help me, to make me feel loved and how I love the kids and the things I love about the kids and what I appreciate about them. And then, you know, appreciate my heart towards them. But I'll say, I'll say these, um, prayers about, you know, thank you Lord for a great life because we really do Mm -hmm. have a great life. And I said this in a former podcast, two thirds of the world lives on three bucks a day. We're rich compared to the rest of the world. Not wealthy, you know. Well, maybe we're maybe we are wealthy. I mean, look at the the good things that we have. Um, but I can get I can get so focused on the things that aren't like meeting my expectations that I can get lost without centering myself with gratitude. So it's thank you, Father, for a great life. Thank you for a great wife. Thank you for great children. And then I talk about, you know, having great health. Uh, I talk about having great wealth, great finances, so that I can appropriately provide for opportunities of the kingdom. I'm, I'm a man of faith, so I'm talking, you know, Christian faith right here. And I'll, I'll just thank God for the things that are in my life and that I and that I feel tremendous gratitude for so that even though I'm going through really hard times um gratitude is at the forefront of my life because that truly can change you that can truly change your perspective and then sometimes when I get really frustrated or hurt or whatever the case might be maybe it's autism that's really weighing heavy on me I think I think the Lord really helps me to remember that while what you're going through is very important and it is very tough, that there are tougher circumstances out there, and Mm -hmm. I have gratitude that those are not laid on me. And with all the difficulty that goes on with Hunter um, and how we're, man, we are just oil and water right now. You know, he can still tell me he loves me. He can still say, hey, I love you, Dad. Whereas there are people in the autism community that will never hear their child's voice, Mm -hmm. that will never hear them say, I love you. And so I try to gauge, you know, I try to look at life that way to say, um, and really when, when Coach Rita brought Ed Milet's word of things in life are not happening to you, they're happening for you. So I take that perspective as well. And when we go through hard times in our relationship, like directly, I say, well, this is happening for us. I'm excited in a weird way to see how how we attack it or what becomes of it. Because if we're able to work through it and it becomes better, we take a bad situation and make it better, then we can come to this podcast and share it with people. So I appreciate those opportunities. I run towards what's uncomfortable so that I can grow. Gratitude is a big part of that. So if I was to ask you, like, just on the spot, 
what is something in our relationship that you're grateful for? Like that you, you think about and you hold on to. That we're able to laugh. That that's doesn't matter what the situation is or where we're at. We have always found a way to get back to laughing. Always. I got to tell you, and I say this all the time, but I can still, going on, I mean, we've known each other for 25 years plus, what, we're on year 26 or something like that. Somehow, I can still legitimately make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And it blows me away. I don't get it. I do not get it how I'm still able to do that. Um, but I love doing it. I love it. And sometimes we get it recorded when I'm playing the hockey stick and the oh my guitar. Gosh. You know, I there are just there are just those moments that are enshrined in our relationship and that I appreciate. But the fact that you that's kind of what got us started in the first place because mm-hmm. you weren't interested in me for my good looks. I understand that. Um, you've always told me I'm handsome, and I appreciate that. Um, I just thought you had a poor taste in men. But <laughs> um, that's where that's where it started. And, you know, in one of these uh, why the MVSM podcast situations, it's like that's one thing that connected us was humor. Mm-hmm. And I love making you laugh. Sometimes it's not a joke. Sometimes because I am so much stronger than you, I can hold you down and just make you think I'm going to tickle you. <laughs> and even though I don't tickle you, you crack up laughing at the thought of me tickling you. Yeah, but I'm not the only one because you could be laying in the bed and... Kirsten can whistle something and you lose it. Just random. You've got to be beyond exhausted. Yes. But for whatever reason, I mean, you have full on hysterical laughing fits for nothing. Yeah. That's so that's exhaustion. And then both of us, mm-hmm. next thing you know, we're both cackling and got tears in our eyes and it's like 10 minutes later and it's like, Okay, we can go to sleep now. But it's it's just one of those things. I appreciate it because we've had, out of all the stuff that we've been through and all the people that we know, we are 25, 26 years of knowing each other and we still laugh on a very regular basis. I, we know people who've been married for almost as long as us and I rarely ever see them smile. So it's important to me that that stays intact for us. Yeah, and it's... I don't think you'll ever run out of material either. Not in this house. <laughs> Just no. not... See, there you go again. Not, it's like there is no shortage of material here. Um, but there's always... But because of our desire to go out and make memories, life is going to give us opportunities mm-hmm. to laugh. That's, that's the other thing I'm thankful for is we like to do things together. We like to try new stuff. Um, we make our own traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, it, for the longest time, we couldn't go out and do things. We couldn't afford it or we just had too much going on with medical. In the last few years, it's like 
let's go watch hockey games or last year it was let's take Bubba to the MLB games regularly let's see what he does Mm -hmm. he freaking loves it he doesn't understand we're in Texas but he knows Corey Seager so that's all that really matters (laughs) and I mean seriously he walked around that store for his birthday and all he cared about was Corey Seager because he used to be a Dodger but those are the kind of things now that you know going to the train taking that that picture we took this year that picture we took with the Christmas tree this year probably got me almost as much as that big Christmas tree we had because we've never done that. You realize that in mm. 24 years, we have never had a Christmas picture of us anywhere in public in front of a Christmas tree ever. I didn't realize We've never that. done a Santa Claus. We've never done a Christmas tree. None of that. That was the first one ever. Yeah, the only one I can that stands out of my mind is uh, us on my mom's couch when the kids were really little. Mm-hmm. And then you did some stuff with the kids, like you would dress them up and put them in front of something. Or But it wasn't us. No, I, it, I get it. It, it was I'm, just I'm with the you. kids. This year, we actually got a complete Moran family picture. Yep. All of us, and everybody freaking smiled, even Kiki. That never happens. Yeah. Usually you get her side view or open mouth screaming at somebody or, you know, someone else is looking at her cross-eyed. Ashlyn's making some stupid face in the back. That was a legit family Christmas photo. We've never done that. Those things are important to me. Those are the things that I'm grateful for because it seems like such a small thing. But this is the first year that we actually did Christmas card photos, too, with everybody. Yeah. And we sent them out. We've never done that. And it's probably the last. Hmm. Maybe. But I'm glad we got one in, especially making that memory for the first time in Texas. Yeah. That was a big deal. It was kind of a a marker of, of what's to come. Our new... This is our new place, but it's also where everything starts to change. Mm-hmm. So getting that mile marker before everybody starts doing their own thing. Yeah. It was important. I love I love your predictability. I love how predictable you are in some areas of your life, and I think it's adorable. If I take you to dinner... I'm happy dancing. I know for a <laughs> fact that happy dance is coming. Uh, if the food is good. If the food's good. And I know for a fact, if you get a salad, you're going to catch me watching you do this weird mix thing you do with you your salad. You have to mix the dressing in the salad. Yeah, you have it, to. But it, but how? But for how long? Until it's all covered. Duh. Every bite. Every yes. single bite. What do you think I want to eat? Lettuce? No, I want the dressing. The lettuce is the accessory. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about you. And another thing I love is how how deeply you hold the traditions of a birthday, of Thanksgiving, of Christmas. Because um, I really didn't have a ton of that like like you do it. Mm-hmm. And I love that about you. And then I love getting you presents that 
shock the crap out of you. <laughs> you just want to hear me cuss. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, fair. Uh-huh. But I really want... Um, yeah, I know that one of the things that's very important to you is to feel like you're being loved on purpose, like mm-hmm. you matter, like there's intention and thought behind what it is that um, somebody's going to get you for a gift because that's the way you buy for people mm-hmm. because you're so intentional. So um, I, I just, I love that. I love it. And I love, I love how hard... You love people, myself included. I love how Don't hard. Don't tell nobody. Shut up. I love that about you. Um, and it was hard to understand when I didn't think you liked me much. But at one point, at one point, it just shifted, and there was a lot of freedom in my heart to say, "This woman's not going to intentionally hurt me on purpose." Um. And I can trust her with my whole heart. And then just to really, like, receive how deeply you love is freaking awesome for me. You know, it's it's very awesome. Um, and I And those are the things that I'm like, as I'm praying about, you know, being grateful or sharing my gratitude with God, those are the things that I think about. Um... Because I'm absolutely blessed to have a woman in my life and that woman be you and how you do love and the rebel spirit, especially when you let the rebel spirit out. <clears throat> and, um, you know, that I love that uh, that mechanism that you have from time to time that you kick in when you start to invest in yourself. And I would love to see that more. Like, I would love to see you really fully invest in yourself. I believe this is the year that you intend on doing that 100%. Um, so I encourage you, you know, have this kind of discussion with your spouse. And instead of, even if you're in a hard place, ask her, say, honey, can we sit down and can we talk about the things that we're happy about in our marriage? That's the place to start, especially if you're going through hard times. Let's get let's get together and talk about what we agree on. And let's meet at that place. And then uh and then pick something small to work on and to move forward in. If there's an area you want to improve, but put a lot of emphasis on the areas where you're great and pour gratitude on top of that and remind each other and like Stallone, you know, said recently, I said this in another podcast, endure the temporary. Because life has seasons, like the earth. Sometimes you're in winter, and winter lasts a whole lot longer, and things are hard. But that spring is going to come around. So during winter, that's where you like really hold on to the parts of gratitude in your life and go back to the memories that like spark um, that feeling in your heart of, I was very happy, or this made me really happy, or this, you know, X, Y, and Z, and then place your focus there. And maybe you do in the, in the winter times of your life. Um, think about a small thing that you guys can 
invest in together with your time and your effort and your intentions to make better. And be be encouraged that after winter, new beginnings and spring is coming. And it's your opportunity to sow good seeds so those things in your life grow and you prepare for the harvest and for the summertime. And then you have that great time during fall. But understand, there's another winter coming. So it's what you do in the spring, in the summer, in the fall of your relationship that prepares you for those winter times. And there can be times where maybe your wife is in winter and you're not, but you still need to be there to support her and vice versa with your, your, your husband. And, you know, for those of you that, that, that have faith in God or, you know, have faith in general, there's a, spe- a specific story that I want to tell you real quick, and it won't take long, and then we'll close this podcast out. But I used to pray for Jeannie and pray for the things that I wanted in her life because I thought I knew. I thought I knew what she would want, um, but they were the things I wanted for her. Until one day, something changed, and I, I had an epiphany. And I can only thank God for this epiphany. And I said, hey, Lord, instead of me praying for all the things that I want for her, for her health, her exercise, blah, 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 blah. Help me pray with you for the desires of my wife's heart. What is in her heart? What is it in her heart that she wants to have illuminated? What does she want to grow? What does she want to to blossom in her own heart so that she can become the woman that she wants to be? I want to pray according to that. So whatever the desires in her heart is, A, I believe that you put them there. And so I want to pray according to that frame of mind to say not what I want, but what does she want for her life? And I'm here to tell you, I started praying that, and it was it was probably two days before Jeannie decided that she was going to try out for the voice. She's got a beautiful singing voice. But something switched, and she started talking about making changes. It was It had to be like two days or less. She's like, I think I'm going to start this kind of program, and I'm going to, I don't even remember what it was that you were going to do, but there was some book or self-development program that you were going to invest yourself in and I was like wow that for is for what the voice no it was it was around that time for the voice when this specific thing happened and then you stepped in to go in for the voice and you know worked with PJ and um, I can't remember what it was but you were the one that brought up here's a list of things that I'm going to start working on in my life it was back on Spawn Lane mm-hmm And it showed me if I needed any more confidence in the power of faith and prayer that if I'm not praying selfishly, but I'm actually really pouring my heart out for what you want for your life, um, then it helps empower you to take a step in getting there. Because I don't want, I don't want to like force the things on you that I want for you. Mm -hmm. I want, I want to support the things that you want for yourself. 
I didn't I didn't marry you because you were like me, even though we had things in common. So, um, for whatever that story's worth, or whoever needed to hear that, I'm not saying that your you know results are not typical, hmm. <laughs> but truly let go of what you think your spouse needs and put the focus on what it is in their heart that they truly want and want to become. Because I believe those things are ordained by the Creator. And if those seeds begin to get watered by your prayers and that starts to grow in your husband or your wife's life, then they're going to start making the changes that are better for them to become the person that they want to be. And it's going to help start to melt away that lack of confidence or melt away the years of disappointment because he or she hasn't done what she thought, you know, she was supposed to do, etc. So it's really a selfless prayer. And you're praying that on behalf because you want to support and empower and grow your spouse. And then I just encourage you, whether you pray or or not, start with gratitude. Start with gratitude every morning. And be intentional. Do it on purpose. And the more you do it, the more momentum you get, the more your life will change for the better and you will actually begin to impact the lives of your wife and your children in a positive manner. So that to you is my encouragement. What is the what is the quick takeaway? Sit with your spouse no matter what place you're in you are in your marriage. Talk like Jeannie and I did about some of the things that you can truly appreciate. Have gratitude for those. Be grateful for them every single day. Practice a little more kindness towards your spouse. Uh, Try to be a little more selfless. And then do what you can behind the scenes on purpose to help build your spouse and support them from a place of prayer and faith. And I'm telling you, that is going to get you on the good foot in the direction to making marriage great again. Because it truly can be everything you thought it could be when you got married, as long as it's healthy. Anything else you want to add, honey? No, I think you got it. I do got it. And I'm grateful for that. A little Spring a little gratitude on the microphone. That's what I'm doing right now. All right, boys, there you have it. She is Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran, a.k.a. the cute dog. Get out there and make marriage great again. You got something to say? Email me, Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-N-C-Y at MVSMPodcast.com. And for us, we out. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.